Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and this is on MTR Podcast. My next guest is a member of an anonymous art collective whose name is Racism Backwards. The members are comprised of an illustrator, photographer, designer, prop stylist, street artist, and collage artist. Please welcome Ms. Icar. Welcome to the podcast. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for, for coming on. I, I, it's, it's as a collective and you're a representative of a collective. It's like, hi, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm like, it, okay. So there's a few of us in this collective. Um, and for the most part, it's me or one other person who are kind of like the spokespeople for the collective. And we are, Ms. a car like just keep it easy you know what i mean like so yeah like mz Ms. Ms. a car any of those um those work hi you works too you know <laughs> I, I i go by uh rob the aquarius i, I don't know i just, i don't know uh, but thank you <laughs> so I, I was almost having a very star trek reference i was like it's like the borg like what are we doing here um so so tell me the story behind behind the name using um why use a uh Simorphodilap. <laughs> um, we use it because it's like we were coming up with when we got together to form the collective, we were trying to think of something that kind of was like, what do we want to like undo? What would you like to see happen like in reverse or backwards? And like we wanted something that had like kind of a strong um feminine lead to represent like the large amount of like women that are in the collective and um and one of the members was like like just playing with words we were thinking of daylon and stuff like that like their name is also like a word backwards i don't remember what it was or they had a song that was backwards anyway we were just kind of like it came up and um and we just thought it was cool. We were like, oh, this is really nice. We like that it works as a Miz, uh, especially to kind of given the given the legacy and littling of black women, like to actually like to put like a title, like to be like, nope, you're gonna put some respect on our name. Like, and that was kind of just built into the name itself. Like how wild is that, you know? Yeah. Um, and then thinking of just kind of like, what if you could just unravel things? What if you could run backwards? And so, um, and so, yeah, that's where the name came from and just being really hyped that it can take on its own journey and its own story within itself. I love it. So I, I want to have one quick observation on it before I get more into kind of some 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 background, the, the, the roots of uh, the collective, like when you all get started. But uh, I like the fact that it has a hard R at the end, which also kind of plays on that you know, the, that, that negative term that would be put towards black people or what have you having that art, hard art almost plays on that as well. I think like, yeah, we're really pointing this out to y'all. I, think. <laughs> I, I like that. I, sometimes I call myself Rob with the hard R too, but that's a different story. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, yeah, it's like, I don't know. There's so many, we, I, I think as like black people, we are so, we are so good at the flip. We're so good at the remix, the yes. flip. The, like that is what, I mean, that, we're just superstars at that, you know? <laughs> yes. And a lot of it's been like, how do we, how do we kind of go beyond the flip? And it always comes up. Like it always, especially like in language, we've, we've been so good at like kind of defining language, redefining language, appropriating, like, like flipping it across the board. And so we figured, um, we figured we could do that with our name. And also, too, it's a way to, like, kind of let people know what you came in the room to do, you know? So 
speak on how you got into it collectively, how you got into the global street art and, and more mural projects. So um, basically we, a lot of us came from, there's a person who's like just straight up like street artists, right? Across the board. But most of us kind of came from um, commercial art world. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times we were thinking about ways in which we could, um, scale our voice up like what ways can you connect with people just across the board like what like basically like how do you find a forum that you can just present these like as we call our our murals like uh love letters to the public so how do we basically create artwork that's for the people that represents another story and uh, narrative of black women across the board, another depiction, another way of seeing it. And we're like, it's gotta be on the streets. Like we have to see this stuff big. We're, we're, we, we often, um, before forming Mizakar spent so much time doing this for major brands, basically telling stories for brands and companies and I don't know, things that are going to make you look prettier or whatever, like, but I mean, whatever, slimmer, happier, your life's going to be better. Um, what if we pull all of our talents together and basically do it for something that we all um, have a vested interest in, which is like, um, humanity, aesthetics, beauty, um, seeing black people in a wide full dimension. And so that's how the street art came to be and the murals where it's just like, how can we take up that type of space and make the work super duper accessible to as many people as possible? Because um, we've all had, you know, our issues with like institutions and basically these things aren't really made for us, you know? So, um, so what way can we like claim space and make space for ourselves and our perspective across the board? So that's where the murals came from. It was like, we, we just, we just want to do murals. We want to do these big old pieces and we want to put beautiful black bodies all over the world. And, um, that's our jam these days. So obviously, and, and I think you're poking at it, but let's, let's be more pointed at it. Uh, what does your work aim to say socially and politically or what have you? I I'm getting it. But for those in the back who are listening and they're like, hold on, what you, what was that? <laughs> so, 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 so speak on that a little bit more. The, 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 the political, because I think when street art is a part of the conversation. Um, and I think, especially when we get to like, at least now, I think it's really out there. Like it's baked in. If black people are out there putting out their art, you're going to have to hear that message. So you better be be prepared for it and and understand it. It's like it's baked in. It's no more of this. Oh, I'm an artist. No, I'm a black artist. And here's my 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 points. I mean, our point is that we're here. We're here. We have our own voice. We have, and it's it's in multiplicity and duplicity. Like we are complete people, and um, we're we're not centered to other people's narratives, stereotypes, um, opinions, restrictions, any of that stuff. I mean, like we love the idea of even pulling, we, we define ourselves as black and women as a point of reference, Mm -hmm. but we're artists. We're just humans on the planet that like basically are letting everybody know that like we exist in totality and that doesn't require anybody else's permission and representation matters and we are we are here to push that particular agenda in a very audacious way so 
yeah, that's a, that's our political and social standpoint. <laughs> be, be, be loud about it. Um, I, I think I look at trying to justify this medium, uh, podcasting as an art form. Right. And one of the things in talking to people is like, Oh, I'm a podcast. I do this. I do that. And that the litmus that I have oftentimes is what do you think when I, what do you think of who, who pops in your head as soon as I say podcaster, is it someone that looks like me? Is it someone that doesn't look like me in terms of maybe being a black male or someone who may be black or whatever. And I I think that that's a a key part of it. It's like, look, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be very audacious about it. I'm just, this is who I am. I, I get into a spot, as I was saying to you earlier before uh, I put on the recording, it was just like, I'm in this weird middle ground of, I want to be out there and like, this is what a podcaster can look like. I'm as valid as anyone else. Right. And then also being like, I don't want to be out there too much though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I think, I think like a big chunk of it. And we talked a lot about this. We have, I mean, personally, I had an art practice. I went by a different name before and it had, um, it had a bit bit of success and Mm -hmm. it freaked me all the way out (laughs) to be recognized in public, like straight up, like, like, wait, what is this? And I mean, one of the cool things in some ways, another thing that we have is we're about play. So like, we're not trying to get into like struggle narrative. We know that's part of the story, but we feel like there's too much focus there for us. Like, so a lot of it was kind of like, how can we do this in a way that's like, that's comfortable that like really honors the practice that we're doing, the visual arts practice that we're doing and not have people so hung up in all of the, like, I don't know, all the posturing and costuming around that, especially like now as people are like looking to fill those gaps, like, Oh, I need a black artist. Right. Like, mm-hmm. or I need, I, like, like, I, w- let me get a black podcast and let me get a black person to interview this. Right. And that becomes like such an overarching thing. And some of them, some of the cool part about being anonymous is that there's limitations to how far people can go with that. Like there's limitations with how much in some respect, like um, with our visual representation, we're like, you're not going to get the black person standing by waiting next to the work that doesn't come with it, you know? <laughs> and, so, and so it's like, take it or leave it, you know? Um, and I think that it kind of beckons like what the intentions are as people are moving forward. Cause we just like everybody, we want to be able to, to play and express ourselves in a wideness and, um, uh, and some of those those boxes are just as much as we're proud of being women and proud of being like we're not interested in only being that. And so, um, so yeah, the anonymity is a beautiful thing because imagine like we always say we're accountable, but we're anonymous, right? So if you're if you're like, wait a second, what would I do if like yo, if nobody knew my fate, what, what kind of risks would you take? Like right. what kind of stuff would you go out and do? And it's just been a, like a really fun and freeing thing to do. Um, and also to like, um, since there are so many women in the collective, there's a lot of pressure about like how women show up to things as well too. Like where it's just like, man, nobody got to do their hair, their makeup. It's fantastic. Like it's really, it's, it's very freeing. Yeah. I, <laughs> When I when I started thinking about it, maybe it's because he's a fellow Aquarius, but I, I started thinking of the weekend early on in, in his career when it's like nobody knew who this, this this dude was. And it's like, oh, I just like the music. And then as like snippets or pieces of what, what, what dude looked like started to come out and things like that, 
I, I started hearing less of about the co content of the art, right? Of the music, of the what, what was being produced, right? And it was more conversational. Why you look like that? And I was like, <laughs> huh, I, I, that's weird. That's really weird. Like, do you like the music? Yes or no? What the person looks like shouldn't shouldn't matter. What have you, you know? And it, it's it's just interesting. We attach whatever weird bias that somehow now supersedes what we may have already liked once we have that new information. And it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting. And I was going to say, and we play into it too. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you don't want to, you're still going to play into it to some degree. Like there's still, it, it all comes with like its set of rules about what goes on. So it's cool to kind of just be, be in there. I don't know. Like even with the, even with the rest of the team, we often joke about it. Like we're, we're like, yeah, we're on some like MF doom, danger mouse, gorilla ah, girls. Ah. Like, you know, like yeah. it's this, there's this long line of people who have like, use various ways to obscure themselves in order to just like really focus on what it is. And like, I, I feel like with this collective, it's been, it's allowed us to have so much more peace, you know? Yeah. I, because I'm wearing a Wu-Tang shirt, I want to be pre-awareness, like ghost face, just wearing like a stocking cap. Like I'm going to run. <laughs> I want to podcast that. It's going to be a very interesting way to podcast. We're, yeah. We're here for this art talk. It's like, we have a guy in a ski mask. <laughs> Yeah, it's always um, it's always kind of silly. Like when uh, there was a video that was shot yeah. in the studio recently, and so we we're trying to figure out like what that was. And you know, there's ski masks, we have ski masks, masks, and the whole thing. But the person who was shooting the video was like, "I expected you to be like in a full ski mask and all this stuff." And I'm like, "Not in the studio, like maybe uh -huh. outside, like but you can't come into somebody's space." And so it was really cool. We figured it all out and stuff, but it was just kind of. There was something about it that I was like, that's like wearing your shoes inside. Like, that's weird, you know? Um, I don't know. There's always just challenges about <laughs> kind of how that goes. And we make up, we make, we all make up our own rules around it. But yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's an artist here uh, locally. That's uh, one of my friends, uh, this dude named uh, Quirky. And initially he was very, um, like he was doing the anonymous thing. And then uh, he started slowly kind of coming out and presenting who he was. And it's funny because we, vaguely look similar so it's been times where i've been tagged as him he's been tagged as me i'm like look yeah i'm, I'm big daddy quirk and it's like now nah, that's rob lee right there and it's a vast difference in height like he's like five nine so it's just like yeah you're if you're expecting rob lee you're not getting him you're getting the talented artist not the moderately talented podcaster see see he didn't even he could have stayed anonymous people couldn't see the difference between y'all two anyway like yeah i want to be taking all see together I, they're never in the same place at the same time um, oh. but so tell me about um the visionary in you uh and describe maybe maybe two or three traits that you consider for for a visionary oh for a visionary well a visionary is a person I guess you could be is a creature. A visionary can be a creature. Sure. And so <laughs> a visionary is a creature that has a has the ability to see something beyond what is immediately in front of them. They have the ability to kind of like put things together that people wouldn't normally see together in order to like blaze a path like it's a person who builds roads and ideas and um and just uh, bridges like so when we think of like visionary we think of 
someone who has vision, someone who can just see beyond like the muck or the gook or the challenges of whatever they're working on or like manifesting across the board. It's someone who can basically like, like see a ruined building, but you know, see that there is a ruined building, but see the potential for something else. And that comes into play with the, uh, the mural that's on Chestnut street. Yeah. So like that, um, that mural, that was a really cool project that was sponsored um, by Doritos. And they were like, do something really cool. Like just do something neat, you know? And we were thinking about what people, especially right now, what we feel like people need to hear, like what uplifts them. Do you know what I mean? Like what, what pulls you out of it? And, um, we're thinking of like, um, like the idea of seeing, seeing yourself, seeing somebody else across the board and just being able to express that, like the visionary in me sees the visionary in you. Like there is no more or less potential or value in anyone else. Um, in on a planet like there just isn't like the like the equality is like a really heavy thing and i we really felt like it was important to remind people that they that they matter that they count that like the things that they do and say and and how they exist in the world is important and so um and so acknowledging that like like i'm a visionary that means you're a visionary. So like <laughs> act like one, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like game recognize the game. So act accordingly. I, I know what you're doing. Visionary. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to speak on uh, this, this other project that I know um, by the time this is released, it'll be, you know, all vested in all of that good stuff. But how did the project with um, BT black canvases come along? Weren't any, any restrictions with um, what, what you, what you could work on, what you can make. So, um, that was, that was a cool project that basically that came out of the, out of the interwebs and, um, a person from overall murals, um, which they're headquartered in Brooklyn, uh, reached out to us and was basically like BET is doing this project. Um, would you like to collaborate with us on it and stuff? And so we're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, that sounds like fun, you know, and they, they, they want to like uplift like black creatives and all that good stuff. And, um, and so, yeah, we were like, okay. And it was another one of those, like do something cool, but put our logo in there. So there, <laughs> there are a little, little, little more restrictions on it, but that's all right. We got, we got most of the wall. So we're cool with that. <laughs> and they were a pleasure to work with. Like it was really, really neat to work with um, the overall team. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the first projects too that. Like usually we do like all the painting on our murals. Yeah. And so we, uh, we worked in like in tangent with them, but uh, that was the first time kind of working with like another company to paint the mural and stuff. And so that was really cool. They had us going like, you know, we had kind of arrived or something, but then also made us like really nervous. Cause it was just like, <laughs> Hey, wait, wait, is this going to work? I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. that was, it was a cool, it was a really, really cool experience. Like, um, and we're honored to be a part of it, work with the overall team with BET Black Canvas and, um, and get this beautiful piece up in Germantown. Like this is a really, it means a lot to us to, um, to be invited to do it. It's wonderful. I, I, when I, when I started like looking around and reading, I saw a few things on the internet. I was like, how did I book this interview? This is a major like art collective here. What am I doing? So, (laughs) (laughs) 
so speaking speaking on the the murals right like approximately how many murals have you done in in city like i don't i don't it's, it's a weird question but like how many have you done and like how how broad of like a um I, I guess a um poll have you had like are there cities internationally um or in within the u.s but how many um murals have you done and is there yeah. one is there one and this might be the more pointed piece is there one that really sticks out as being particularly troublesome for you Okay, so troublesome. Ooh, trouble, troublesome. You know. Okay, hold on. Let's do the count real quick. So this is kind of interesting. Um, we've had like really cool projects and really cool careers amongst um, everything. Can you hear me? Okay, yes. cool. Because I think my headphones might be dying, so I might have to switch it up. But um, we've had some really cool projects like over the years, like we did visuals for Miss Lauren Hill's tour, all kinds of stuff. We're running around since like 2008, even before then. We do murals. We do murals. Like, come on, we do murals. Come on, let us do a mural. We'll show you all the cool stuff we've done. We do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're like painting for free, like just trying to get this work up, right? Yeah. So, um, and for the most part, people are like, okay, yeah, cool. Like, but you know, we have white dudes do murals cause that's what people do. Like, um, they didn't say that, but that's kind of what it is. Like they kind of just, I mean, that's, that's what it is. That's how it goes. They wrote so, that. <laughs> huh? It's like, they wrote that. They didn't say it, but they wrote it in so many words. Yeah. I mean, like you look around and I'm just like, oh my gosh, how many of these white guys are going to be painting black people and brown people all over the place? Like, this is so <laughs> weird, you know, like this is, it would be so weird if we just started painting like random white guys all over the place. Like everyone would think we had lost our mind, but like, for some reason that's totally okay. The other way. Right. Right. Um, and so, you know, it, and it was hard. It was hard to even like point that out. Like where you're like, um, yeah, you guys should stop doing that though. Like you should stop like doing it cause we're here and we're good. And like, you should hire us. So the pandemic hits and everything like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And the protests and everything that goes on, you know, people had enough and all of a sudden people are like, Oh yeah. Remember that like black collective and they paint these murals and they're, so what do you guys want to do? You know what I mean? And that actually created a big floodgate. Like it like opened the door and we just danced all the way, like right through it, you know, and we're still dancing through it. And our vibe is like, our vibe is like, you're welcome, guys. You're welcome. You know, <laughs> we're already locked and loaded. We know what we want to do. And so um, to date, we've done, let me see. There was the first Eve one. That one was like a DIY one on our own. And then we did one at NYU. Okay, so that one was pre-pandemic. That one was dope. Like big out to Doricia uh, Demar for like coordinating that. And... There's Fort Greene, there's Houston, there's two in Boston. We're wrapping up the one in Boston right now. There is two in Philadelphia, so five, six, seven. So we have seven of them, and most of them were done this year. Wow. Yes. Been busy. <laughs> yeah, it's been a really, really busy year. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of like, and we're thankful for it. I mean, we know everything has to line up with time. Everything is in its own divinity. I mean, we push it along and we do what we can, but it, 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 people have to see what you're, whatever, like everything has to line up to what it is. So, yeah. It's great. That's great. Uh, I'm going to remove this question because it's, it's stupid now. Uh, let's see. Uh, so I have one more question before I get into the rapid fire questions. 
And uh, so I want to speak on the, uh, if you could speak on the, maybe the benefit of like public art in cities, like murals are, are out there. They're be to be consumed by the, by the public. And can you tell me a little bit more about the experience? Um, Cause you're, you're, you have work in Philly, you have work in like all of the cities that you cover, but specifically in, in Philly and Brooklyn, what has that experience been been like? And like, just speak on the benefit of of public art in these cities. It's been it's been amazing. Like, we feel like we're we're in the company of giants. Like, as far as like, there's so there are so many beautiful, particularly like in Philly. Like, there's so many beautiful murals, and there's so many people uh, creating work in that space. And so we take it really, really seriously. We think about the locations that we're at. We think about the people who frequent those areas and we really feel like they're, um, they're in service to the community. And so we take that job seriously. And that doesn't necessarily, we always like agree with what, you know, there's definitely times we're like, that's lame. Like, you know, <laughs> we love him. Okay. But do we really need another one of those? You know what I mean? <laughs> and so like, we're definitely have our own like thoughts and we're, we're futurists. So we want to see things push forward. And that's where a lot of that comes from is that we understand we're on the backs of all the ancestors, but you can't, we're not, we're not like in the end, like we're not, we not all there right now. We're on the backs of where it's a continuation. You know what I mean? So, um, that's the way that we see public art in those communities, particularly the ones that we live in and frequent and are part of the community is that we're just, we, we represent the voice of the people and, um, and that's our approach to it. Like, it's really like a people-based a people-based thing, you know what I mean? So, um, so that's where we're at with it. And sometimes too, even that people-based thing might be like, folks just need to be, we feel like people need to be inspired. They need to live, they, they should, there's no reason why anybody should live in a place that is not beautiful and doesn't represent them and doesn't support them. Like that's an atrocity. There is no reason for that at all. And so that is the way that we approach um murals especially in our home you know where it's just kind of like there's so many times we're like there needs to be a piece here like if not us someone else like i mean we did this um we did this group show along with focus and it was um called roadmap to joy and um and we were co-curators with um atiba t edwards on that and it was basically having people just submit uh, works that that followed that roadmap to joy. How do we get out of this? And this is during like the height of the lockdown. So yeah. we reached out to uh, like uh, real estate developers and we're like, you guys have maybe storefronts. Let us put our work in your windows. Yeah. Like, let us just like, like get all these, like, and we opened it up to uh, strictly to black artists uh, globally. And they just, it was like, we're not, no struggle narrative, roadmap to joy. How do we get there? How do we do this? You know? And so um, it was interesting because when we did the call for entry, for as many entries we got, we probably got the same amount of people saying, this is racist. You're only doing black artists. (laughs) And like my response was basically like, have you looked at the stats of museums and public work? Like, are you crazy? Stop wasting my time. No free lessons here. Like go read a book, like go away. You know what I mean? We're, we're trying to find joy here. Like, right. <laughs> like this is crazy. Like now taking my joy doubles. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're not taking my joy. Like, what is this? Like, and so that was kind of interesting to really, and also to talking to artists 
who are like, I don't feel joyous. Like this is, there's, you know, there's protests, there's unrest, there's all kinds of things. And it's like, it's a roadmap to joy. Like, how do we get there? We need to, we need to cultivate this. No one is going to do it for us. And so, um, that was, that was a really, it was a really fun project and it was also very challenging. Like it was definitely on, it was more of the roadmap (laughs) situation. Like, but now like the work is still up. Like it's mostly along spring garden, um, out here. And it's just kind of like, it's incredible. Like it's still up. Like every time you walk by, there's these pieces by these amazing artists who are visionaries, who are basically like telling us and telling the, the whole neighborhood how to get to joy, yeah. like in, in our city, like, the best, you know, <laughs> that's, that's one of those reminders that, um, it's, it's needed. It's, uh, just that. And, and I like the full circleness of it. You went back to visionary, which I like. Um, but it, it's, it's big that you able to kind of remind people because you don't want that struggle narrative. You don't want that, 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 that black trauma, all of that different stuff. It's like, how do we get to joy? How do we get to acknowledgement? How do we get to just, this is a good time and, and being in the now, being mindful of the the things that we look at as being ordinary that are actually really great things, really cool things. And just kind of really being able to appreciate those things. I think it's it's important to really check in with that because we get too attached and fixed on why does this suck as opposed to you know what? This is actually really cool. This was great. I'm, I'm great that I'm, I woke. It's great that I woke up today. It's great that I have these opportunities. It's great that I'm in a city that has X, Y, and Z. And I don't think we pay a, enough attention to that. So thank you for all the, the, the good work. Oh, man, thank you. And big up to like all the artists. Like it was really cool to have Andrea Walls, local artist out here. Her whole thing is Museum of Joy. Like that's her whole jam. And so just to even connect with her and have her work a, a person who's pulling out those moments yeah. of joy throughout like Philadelphia. I'm like, man, this is great. Okay. So we're not alone. We're not crazy in this. Like there are other joy workers among us. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. It's time. And in, in this last few minutes of this, this interview, this rousing edition of truth in this art, I have um, a new spanking segment of uh, rapid fire questions. So, the way that these uh, rapid fire questions work are I'm just going to ask you a question and the answer is the answer. It's like I said what I said. Okay. I've added one because we had a conversation before we got started and I think this is appropriate. So first question I have is favorite color to work with? Purple. Hidden talent. <laughs> and you've been stumped. <laughs> I have been stumped. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say you can juggle. I feel like you can juggle. Um. Yeah. I mean. Figuratively. Oh. I yeah. Figuratively. Um. Headstands. Okay. okay. Yes. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, favorite drink, and you can take that however you want to take it. It's like, oh, coffee. You know what? Whiskey. What, what's your favorite drink? I like a really deep green juice. I like a green juice with some lemon, that tarty thing nobody gets, you know, like that real, real yeah. mutagen juice. That's why it makes me feel like super. The secret of the ooze <laughs> juice. I need that. Yeah. Um, how do you start your day? What's that first thing you do when you get out of bed? The first thing I do when I get out of bed is I, <laughs> I do this oil pulling. Like we're uh-huh. basically like, are you, do you know of oil pulling? Yeah. Like, so it's like, yes, yeah, so I do oil pulling and a meditation. That's good. Yeah. That's uh, 
what is it? Avareda? I, I always pronounce things terribly, but, uh, Ayurveda. Ayurveda, yeah, I've done that yeah. before. What have you? And I was like, Oh, my teeth feel great right now. Um, last question because of the, uh, the, the what we started um, with earlier, favorite movie. Favorite movie. Favorite movie. There's so many of them. I know, that's it's got to be coming. To, it's got to be uh, coming to America. The first one. Okay, that's that's actually a really top tier one. That's a good one. Yeah, like let them wear our princely robes. I freaking love that movie. I'm gonna watch it tonight. <laughs> so, so now I want to invite you to um, uh, share whatever you want. Um, social media, all of that stuff. Where can they check you out? Where can they check your workout um, online? And again, thank you so much for being on this podcast. This has been great. Thank you so much. Um, you can check out me and my collective's work at um, M-Z-I-C-A-R.com. We're also on Instagram um, at mz.icar. We're currently working on um, an experiential project called the Culture Rooms. And so if you put in the culturerooms.com, you'll find things that we're working on, big old inflatables, all kinds of fun stuff fun stuff yeah so mizakar all things mizakar find us so this was essentially a audio love letter to the public and uh see, see what i did there i tried i tried it did, i don't I know. like that i like that <laughs> <laughs> so i'm rob lee for mizakar saying there is art in and around wherever you're at you just have to look for it